Hi, and welcome to Divorce Hacker. I'm your host, Dan Grant. On this show, we'll have a variety of guests who've been through divorce and are experts on the topic. Whether you're thinking about a divorce, in the midst of it, or already divorced, we are here to share our stories with you in the hope that you may relate, learn, process, and overcome whatever you're experiencing in your life. From LA Rams cheerleader to NFL sideline reporter, soap opera star, to chief investigative reporter on Inside Edition, Lisa is a warrior. She has won over 35 National Journalism Awards and honors for her work. She details the ups and downs and how to navigate the minefields encountered along the way in her new book, Warrior, My Path to Being Brave. Lisa, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me, Anne. I'm really excited to be here. And, you know, your life has been full of so many twists and turns. I just finished reading your new book, Warrior, My Path to Being Brave, which I love. Everyone needs to get this book. And what struck me as I was reading through it is your incredible ability to come back. Whenever you got faced an obstacle or things didn't go your way, you just bounced back and turned it into an opportunity. How did you do that? I didn't have a choice. I was single. I had a mortgage to pay. I um, take care of my family. You know, I have an elderly dad and a brother and, you know, we have a tight, small family unit. And I just knew that with every setback, it meant that I was going to have to find another way in to get to my whatever my goal was at the time. And as, as you've read, my goal changes. Yes. As I get older and as I evolve and as I try new things, I decide, okay, at first I really wanted to be an actress. You know, my, my dad put me in acting therapy after my mother died. So the first thing I wanted to do was to be an actress. So I studied, studied, and I became an actress. Then when the possibility came kind of in a very strange way, as, as you know from reading the book, I had the opportunity to be one of the first female sportscasters in Los Angeles. And I thought, well, that is something that would be new and different. It's a huge challenge. Very few women are doing this. So I did that for over a dozen years. And then I had the opportunity to do investigative journalism. And that was another challenge I took. But for every um, you know bump in the road or bend in the road of my career, there was always a reason for that. And I look back now at every obstacle being an opportunity for me to turn pain into power. And that's what I talk about throughout the book, that and, you can do that too. And you are just the role model for, for doing that. And, and what I loved was, and you've just mentioned this, it really was, it's so clear now that this was the path to your evolution, becoming sort of the best version of yourself. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your journey? Because it's such a fascinating story. And I think that it will really um, encourage people's curiosity to read more about you in your book. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of people recognize me from Inside Edition, which is my current job chasing bad guys in front of 5 million people a night for CBS. So a lot of people, especially kids, 
they watch my stories because they don't necessarily watch Inside Edition on television. They watch on their devices. So they binge my investigations on TikTok and YouTube. And they see me chasing these criminals and scam artists and demanding justice for my victims. And I think they look at me like I'm Wonder Woman. And I really started to write the book with the hope that they know I wasn't born brave. I look like I'm brave now, and I certainly am brave, but I'm brave because I've overcome multiple challenges, starting when I was eight years old and my mother died. She had lymphoma. She died at the age of 29, and that was my first big traumatic experience. But through that experience, I learned resiliency, and I also learned what my future focus would be, because my mother, who was a Chilean immigrant, said to me before she passed away, Lisita, never forget that your last name, Guerrero, means warrior. Mm. You were born to fight. And then she died. So at eight, I didn't know, what does that mean? What do you do with that as a child? And it took me decades to realize the gift she gave me, which is the gift of my name and my heritage and my place in the world. And so every time I faced adversity, and I had a lot of adversity as one of the few females in sports casting, mm -hmm. uh, I faced a lot of misogyny, as you read, and you know, abuse. But every time I faced those, those hurdles, I remembered what my mother told me. You are a warrior, you were born to fight. And now I get to fight for other people. So now when people see me on Inside Edition, what they see is a culmination of a life lived where I have had to overcome adversity, and I tried to make the most of that. And you really have. You know, as an investigative reporter, you help people find their voice. And what struck me in your story is you found your voice. Despite the misogyny that you faced at various times in your career um, and things that were done that were really unfair to you, you did not let that get you down and you learned how to be brave. So you talk in the book about kind of like the four keys to being brave. Can you talk to us about that? I thought that was just wonderful the way you, you summarized that. So what I had learned over 30 years as a journalist was that being brave on camera isn't about being audacious. It's not about swagger. It's really empathy. Because when a victim sits down with me and they tell me about the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to them, a rape, a loss of their life savings, uh, the death of a child, um, they are giving me the gift of giving me their story. So what do I do with that story? I take that story, I research the story, and I try to find answers for them. And then I relay their story to millions of people. So to me, those four steps to being brave begin with empathy, listening. Of course, I do my research and then I jump into action. But, you know, it, it's, it's not kind of as easy as that sounds, especially in the world of journalism, because they teach young journalists, don't take a side. Don't get emotionally involved. I say that's baloney. You must pick a side. There is right and wrong. There are, there's good and there's bad. And now more than ever, we need journalists to say, I'm not going to remain neutral. Be truthful, not neutral. That's a really big part of my message. 
I love that. Talk to us about, as a young girl, um, what your hopes and dreams were and where you are now and, and how, how your journey comports with what your expectations were given your mother's message to you. Everything has come full circle for me, Anne, which is why I wrote the book. For a long time, I, I struggled with writing it. What's the message? What's the point of it? Who am I writing it to? Um, what do I want them to take away? If you're going to spend 28 bucks for a book, you better deliver something that's important for somebody's hard-earned money. So it took me a long time to come to the conclusion that now I'm ready. Now I have lived up to my heritage. Now I have messages. And a lot of people, I think, write memoirs and they say, look how fabulous my life was. I've made no mistakes. Um, I'm fantastic. Look at all of my adventures. My book isn't that. My book is very honest about some of the mistakes I made. And I want young women who are thinking about getting into sports or media or journalism or entertainment to understand what those red flags are and what to look for, how to not compromise yourself, how to not negotiate with others about what your true value is. And I did that often when I was younger, and I wish I hadn't done that. But now I'm in the place where you know I've done over 600 investigations. I'm on the number one show in syndication. Um, I've won dozens of awards. And now I'm, weirdly, I'm going to be speaking. I'm the keynote speaker for SPJ, Society of Professional Journalists, in a couple of weeks. A thousand journalists are going to be watching my keynote speech. And this is a group of people that didn't accept me at first, that wrote incredibly cruel things about me when I began. Their last keynote speaker was Woodward and Bernstein. Wow. Now it's Lisa Guerrero. Amazing. A year later. So now I have a message to give them. Divorce Hackers Survive to Thrive is brought to you by Manhattan Beach Family Law. We are your go-to divorce firm, specializing in resolution of high net worth disillusions, high conflict divorces, and complex custody matters. As women operating a leading Southern California law firm, we stand out from the rest by bringing compassionate, concierge support to our clients. Through our comprehensive and personalized approach to family law, our purpose is to help you go from surviving to thriving. Thank you for listening and please enjoy the rest of the show. I am so excited for you. You started out as a Rams cheerleader. You then um, worked in sports. And really, it was only after um, that sort of ended for you that you kind of had to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and now have found this really important work that you're doing and you're, you're being recognized for it. What do you say to uh, young women that are um, starting out, they're ambitious, um, and, you know, they're going to be, even though things have changed, they are certainly going to be facing some of the hurdles that you faced because some of this misogyny is so hard baked into the culture. What advice do you have for them to stay strong and to not buckle so that they, like you, can reach their potential? Young women are told, don't be difficult, smile more, be nice, don't burn a bridge. I say the opposite, burn, burn down that bridge, burn the damn bridge, burn it down, burn it down, burn the whole village. 
Because if you are being hurt, if you see misogyny, if you see abuse happening to you or someone else, you have to speak up. Don't worry about burning a bridge. There will be another road, another path, and that will open up. But sometimes you have to burn a bridge to find your true calling. I love that. You know, um, I think some of these concepts also apply for women that are facing divorce. That is the sort of the, the place where I operate. And um, I find that, that many women um, will get married and they'll stay stuck in a, in a bad marriage because they're fearful about, you know, what else is out there. And, and I think this concept of, you know, when things are bad, the burning the bridges and also just putting it behind you, letting go, and having faith in yourself. It takes great bravery and courage to leave a bad relationship because it's the known and it's comfortable and, and it's very hard to come out of your comfort zone. But again, you were just the poster girl for having done that. Now you were married for a lengthy period of time. What are your thoughts about uh, some of these ideas that, that we're talking about in the context of, of relationships and marriage? There is nothing more frightening than letting go of your past, letting go of a partner, letting go of a safety net financially or emotional safety net, um, to leave the past behind and to start on a journey of the unknown takes an incredible amount of courage. So I would say to people that are considering divorce and are thinking that they wanna start a new chapter, they need to begin to practice bravery and how do you do that? In my book, I talk about exercising that muscle. I believe that bravery is like a muscle. And every day you need to commit a random act of bravery. What does that mean? That means every day when you wake up, you're not going to know what, what lies in front of you for that day. But at some point during the day, you're going to have some kind of conflict or a moment where you can, instead of pulling back, and being in our safety zone in a bubble, I'm going to ask you to do one small brave thing, whether that is trying on a new lipstick, wearing a hat that you were nervous to wear, being the first person to pitch a story in a meeting, sitting next to that awkward kid at lunch that no one wants to sit next to if you're still in school, being the first person to raise your hand in a press conference, do the one small brave thing every single day. And then you will see that in time, you will become more courageous. So when you're ready to take the leap and you're ready to make the move, you'll have that courage. You'll be able to do it because you've practiced bravery, but you can't just out of the chute go, I'm gonna go out and slay a dragon. I mean, if you have to, and sometimes there's trauma and those immediate challenges where you have to step up, but often, you get to plan how you're going to make a move. And the first thing you need to do is practice bravery. I love that. That is such good advice. And it really is like a deposit in the bank account where over time, each of those actions gives you the confidence to keep doing it. And pretty soon you realize, you wake up one morning and you realize you're the chief investigative reporter for Inside Edition, or you're trying cases, but you have to start somewhere. Yes. And there's just no real playbook for it. You just have to push yourself in there and make yourself do it. 
Right. And I mean, you are an example of that. You fight for victims every day. You fight for the people that come to you, the women that need you. But in order to be a, a victim's advocate, you have to advocate for yourself first. And I think that's really important. And, and a lot of women do this naturally if they're mothers because they put their children before their needs, which is typical. And that's one way that they're already showing their courage and their bravery. And they might not even know that. So I would also encourage everybody that's watching today to be very um, conscientious about the fact that you're already a warrior. You're already doing this, you know, just recognize that you're doing it. I love that. Yes, that's true. In fact, motherhood is one of those things where you're sort of the unsung hero, where you're not getting maybe the accolades that, you know, if you're um, on television or in a courtroom you're getting and yet you know, it's really important to to recognize that, the importance of that. You know, my book is called Warrior because my last name is Guerrero. So, of course, Guerrero means warrior. But, you know, what I've learned through 600 plus investigations where typically the victim or the survivor is a woman, I realize every single woman is a warrior. We are all warriors and we all have it in ourselves to be our own superhero. We don't need to wait for somebody to rescue us. We can that. rescue ourselves. I love that. That's such an important message, especially for women that are considering leaving their marriage and yeah. striking out on their own like you and I both did. Now, you talk in your book about a moment in time when um, you were so down that what you did is you turned to your father and you had always, your father was so very proud of you and all your accomplishments. And so you had sort of kept to yourself up to that moment in time some of the things that were going on that were difficult for you in your career. But in that moment, you were vulnerable. Yeah. And my take on it in reading it was that, you know, it really saved you. And I was so touched by you coming very clean about what was going on in your vulnerability. And I think that it's really important to, to talk a moment about part of being brave is being vulnerable and having, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, but I think you use the analogy of a battery charger. You know, your, your people that you can count on and plug into, whether it's your father in that moment, it might be a pastor, a dear friend or a therapist, but um, we do, if we push ourselves in our lifetimes, we will face moments where things do not go the way we want them to. And in my opinion, we will be pushed to our limit, but not beyond what we can handle. Can you talk about that a little bit and the importance of having a really strong support group and being vulnerable? Yes, because through my journey, I was very proud of the fact early on that I was the only woman in the locker room that I was covering, that I, you know, would bought my own house, took care of myself. Um, and not all of this was because I wanted to be isolated. There just weren't very many women covering sports in the 80s and 90s. And so I was by myself. I didn't have mentors and I didn't have women to talk to that were in that business. So I became somewhat isolated. And then I realized that I didn't want to be telling my dad about any kind of harassment in a locker room or abuse. I didn't want to worry my friends about this. And even when I got married, I didn't want to tell my husband about some of the abuse. Um, so I, I became very resilient 
But at a certain point when I was on Monday Night Football, when I was on ABC and I was covering the sidelines, it got to the point where I had a verbally abusive boss. I was taking a lot of criticism in the media. Uh, I had been wasting away. I was getting depressed. I had anxiety. I lost a lot of weight. And I was uh, really lost. And I wasn't myself. And finally, I suffered a miscarriage on the sidelines during Monday Night Football, during a live game in front of 40 million people. And that taught me this is too much. I can't anymore endure abuse or trauma like this. I've now got to tell people. Of course, I told my then fiance um, about it, and he took me to the hospital the next day. But I continued that game. I, I didn't tell my producer. I didn't call 911. I didn't demand to go to a hospital. I didn't leave the game. I should have. You know, I should have, but I didn't. And that taught me a really big lesson. I can't handle this alone. Yeah. Nobody can handle every life challenge alone. That's a really bad place to be. So finally, at the end of that season, I was fired after one season on Monday Night Football, and I thought my career was over. That's it. I'll never get another job again. And I had suicidal ideations for a year until I almost did it. On PCH, I almost drove off the cliff in North Malibu. And instead, I pulled over and I called my dad. And I fessed up. I told him what had been going on with me. And he suggested that I see a therapist. But he talked me through this. And he said, Lisa, you're a sportscaster. Sports is a niche. There are people in this world that don't know who played in the Super Bowl. And I was like, what? But of course. And he said, you are a storyteller. You're a reporter. You're a writer. Go do news. Cover a different kind of TV journalism. You don't have to cover sports. And I did. I took his advice. I sought therapy, which was great. And then I shifted my career focus to news. And here I am now, gosh, 17 years later, with a completely different life and career. I've it's got an amazing. amazing boyfriend. I have this incredible career. And I, I've you know, really learned that you cannot do it alone. Well, and you, he helped you pivot. Yes. He helped you get out of your head and see, because it's very easy in our careers, in our relationships, to not have perspective when things go sideways. You get fired, you find out your husband's cheating or whatever. It feels like the world is over. Yes. I've watched my children go through this when um, something didn't go their way. And you could, I could tell that for them, it felt as though the world was ending and their, the world is ending, the world as they know it. Yeah. But that's okay. Yes. Because look what was right around the corner for you. I mean, what 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 you were doing in sports was great, but what you're doing now, I mean, I've read your book, like you are putting murderers in prison, like you're saving lives. That That is your calling. That is your mission. You, you were just barely scratched the tip of the iceberg. And thank goodness you had the wherewithal to be vulnerable with your dad. I hope you're enjoying this conversation on what I meant to say, produced by my company, Be Better Media. To see the world of why we are striving to share inspired edutainment, I invite you to please check out our website, BeBetterMedia.tv. 
Here you will find all kinds of great stuff from upcoming new productions to lifestyle products and services I personally use and endorse to links to great books and other podcasts I love and recommend. Please check us out at BeBetterMedia.tv. That's BeBetterMedia.tv. And, and I think that so often when we're faced with crisis, I know when I went through my divorce, I didn't want to tell anyone. I felt like I was in a cave. I also became very depressed. And, and you know, now in the work that I do, I just think it's so important for women to know that they're not alone. That they have, and that's why I'm doing the show is so that to get that message out there, you're not alone, the way you feel, you're not the only person to feel this way. And that light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train. There's a whole other world out there for you. And sometimes we have to tap into another person so they can reflect back to us the reality of really there's more to it than just this very narrow thing that you're focused on right now. When I was writing my book, it's interesting that you say this because I do write about my divorce in the book and I was you know, married to a professional athlete, Scott Erickson, world champion pitcher. He was in People Magazine's most beautiful list. He was you know, just a superstar athlete. And we had a good relationship for a while. But I started to, when I saw the relationship was falling apart, I didn't want to tell anybody because I wanted to keep up this facade of everything's fine, everything's okay. And I realize now how many women going through divorce are having these feelings of real depression and anxiety and loneliness because they feel like they can't tell anybody that they're they're going through this trauma. and. You know, I, I talked to my ex-husband before I wrote this. I said, I'm going to write about you. I'm going to write about us. And I take I take responsibility for my part of the marriage. You do. Part as well. Yes, you do. And, um, you know, I think I give both sides of every everything that I talk about in the book. And I name names. You do. A lot of things and people that came into my, my universe. But I checked with him and he said, I think you should. I think you should. You know, I'm fine with it. You have my blessing to do it. And he's been a really big supporter of my book. Amazing. So you just never know when you're honest, when you let people in, the most incredible changes can happen in people. He has become a very big supporter of my career and my book, and we have remained friends. Oh, so that's a that. happy ending um, in, a, in a place that I thought there was no way we would find a happy ending. It's wonderful and so helpful for all the people that are watching this and hoping that that can be, be their journey as well. What advice would you have for um, young eight-year-old Lisa? If you could go back in time, what would you tell her knowing all the things that you know now? Your mother's just told you what she's told you. What else would be the thing that you would say to, to young Lisa? The thing that I say to other kids that are watching me on Inside Edition, most of whom are dealing with bullies, or um, a lack of confidence, or even, you know, uh, feeling like they can't look in the mirror because they are comparing themselves to other people. All those painful things that I was going through at eight years old. What I say to them is that it does get better. And if you can just try to focus in on what you love to do, find your passion. Do you love to read books? Do you love to draw? Do you love music? F 
focus in on what makes you special and what you love. Put down the phone, get off the computer, and really focus in on what it is that you love to do. And so that eight-year-old Lisa, I didn't really have a choice because I didn't have a mother, I didn't have sisters, I was very alone. And so I ended up focusing on the things I love to do, which was to read and do art and to pretend that I was braver than I was. So in the 70s, when I was growing up, I watched TV all the time, and I watched Wonder Woman, The Avengers, Emma Peel, Police Woman, um, and The Bionic Woman. Oh, I love those shows. And Charlie's Angels. We are of the same vintage, so yes. I'm, so you I'm can relate you. to all yeah. this. So all of those women had a few things in common. One, um, the obvious was they were all hot because men run the world in terms of casting and producing, and they still do, making network decisions. Of course, they were all gorgeous. But the thing that I took away from this as a kid was that they were all badasses. I they love that. They all fought for justice. <laughs> they all knew how to wield a gun or kung fu or they could run or they could punch. They were fighters, all of those women. And so to me, I pretended every day that I was one of them. I would practice being brave. And then when the time came for me to actually be brave, when the school bully stole my brother's Star Wars lunchbox and hit him over the head with it, I went back to that playground and I beat that kid up, oh. grabbed that. And, and by the way, my dad said, you know, violence doesn't solve anything, Lisa. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But let me tell you, a good right hook can shut up those bullies. <laughs> and sometimes you have to push back. You it's have hurt. to push back against the bullies. So that's what I learned. So that's what I would tell the young Lisa. Continue to practice being brave. Continue to find out what you love and continue to be patient. Things will work out and things will get better. And you literally have manifested Wonder Woman. When I first met you, that was the first thing that came through my mind. It's amazing. Thank you. That's the biggest compliment. It's, it's true. It's amazing. Um, what would you tell a woman who is in a relationship that is not going well, she's stuck. What advice would you give her right now to help her do what she needs to do to move forward in her life? Tell other people, find other people to share your stories with. Tell them what's going on with you. You need to have somebody that knows what you're going through. You should journal, you should write it down. You need a way to track what's happening to you, to take notes, especially if somebody's being abusive verbally or physically, you need to take notes, you need to tell somebody, but you also need to therapeutically write about it, get that out, that will make you feel better, especially before you go to bed, you'll be able to sleep better, get that on paper. And then finally, if you are considering divorce, then you need to consult with a very good attorney before you start to make the jump, right. you know, make that, make those decisions first. And the way you're going to do that is to tell other people that you're considering it. Tell your friends, don't be too proud. You know, most of us have gone through this. Yes. And we are here to help you. And you've got a lot of people that care about you and want you to get through this and you will get through it. But first and foremost, if you're in a bad relationship and you're considering this, talk to somebody else. I love that. Lisa, you've talked about um, taking brave steps. What would be a brave step that a woman contemplating divorce could take that would facilitate her moving forward? 
Call your favorite restaurant and make a reservation for one. Oh, I love this. Start to think about your life revolving around yourself yes. and what you want to do, what you want to eat, what you want to read, what you want to watch on TV. But it's hard to go to dinner by yourself. This is interesting. I posted this on social media a few months ago because I'm used to eating alone. I travel for Inside Edition. I'm all over the country. And so I eat dinner by myself if I'm not in a staff meeting. So um, I'm used to eating alone, but it was interesting to hear how many women were scared to go to a restaurant by themselves. They were worried that they would be seen like somebody that doesn't have friends or doesn't have a date. Be your own date. I love that. Don't be on your phone. Sit down, open the menu, keep up your chin, smile, ask what the specials are, what do you recommend, have a nice glass of wine, eat by yourself and enjoy every bite. Look at people, make eye contact, and you will you'll walk out to the parking lot and you will feel like Wonder Woman that you did that. You will feel so much more confident. Start to think of you as a singular unit. It's okay to be your own best friend in your own company. I love that. You know, I actually had that experience and you've nailed it because it is sort of, I think we have, can have a mind, a block about doing this, but it leads to a lot of other choices where we put ourselves first. And often in a marriage, we've been putting our husband and our children first and it's a game changer. So thank you so much for that tip. Also, go to the movies by yourself. Pick out what you want to see. When you want to see, go see Barbie. Hi, Pink. Go see Barbie <laughs> instead of Oppenheimer if you want to. Right. You know, do that. Make those de decisions that you want to make. I Watch The that. Real Housewives on TV. You know, do the things you want to do. It's the best part of being divorced. It is. It's honestly the best part of being divorced. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Thank you so much. Welcome. Well, Lisa, I have just thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. I love your book. I woke up the other night in the middle of the night and literally read the entire thing. And was so it was a page turner. And I can't wait to give it to my daughter. And, and I know that then she'll pass it on to her friends. And I know that you're going to change a lot of lives by sharing your truth and what you've learned about being brave. Thank you so much for being on with me today. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my stories. Thank you.